This is Season 5, Episode 14 of Beyond the Illusion. Thanks for joining us. I hope you're doing well. In this episode, we have a conversation with Taylor Hatch. Taylor operates an interesting and unique service here in Austin, Texas called the Crystal Stair Chamber. And that stair is in Stair Step. I've actually had the pleasure of visiting this place and having a session inside the chamber. It was a healing and relaxing experience that I recommend to anyone who's curious. And I do talk more about what happened during my experience in the chamber during this conversation. Taylor also shares his view of the important events taking place on the planet right now and explains the technology behind the chamber as well. Let's go to that conversation with Taylor Hatch, Tiana Roser, and myself, Tim Howe. but I came prepared on an energetic and, spiritual level you're talking oh or? every I've had probably everything you could throw at somebody in a two-week period uh, like a whole life review basically it's been it's been interesting yeah yeah those it's, are the, the times that we're living in right now a lot of massive absolutely shifts yes. happening yes I'm a good example for uh, what everybody's kind of going through generally yeah is there anything that you want to share about that? I mean, more specifically or? Well, you know, it's all the same thing. I, honestly, I've been feeling very intense. Like you have these uh, feelings that come up and you don't know where they're related to. I'm very good at diving into it and breathing through the emotional body and, and letting it talk and hearing my innocence. But these are feeling like they're more ancient where there's not a definition um, to them. And it's just kind of, you have to breathe and just let it kind of pass through and try to be a conduit instead of the reservoir. So yeah. I found with like this whole, the time that we're in, you know, and those of us that are on a spiritual journey and we're raising our vibration and the planet's vibration is raising. Mm-hmm. And so we're moving into like, you know, 5d ability where we're all connected and it. I find that it's, it's interesting to try to learn how to navigate that and discern, like you said, mm-hmm. when you have an emotion that comes up and usually there's a thought or an event that triggers an emotion and yet a lot of times now we're, we're just having those emotions come up and we're not sure if, like you said, is it something ancient of mine that's being unearthed to heal and clear? Is it from my ancestors? You know, so is it from this life from the past? Is it from my past life coming up to clear? Mm-hmm. Is it my ancestor stuff? Or am I feeling um, other people's stuff that I'm connected to? And there's like so many things. So I've been finding, you know, over the years that it's, you know, sometimes it's one or the other and, and it's not always the same. So it is kind of a journey of you just keep kind of having to go in and then check mm-hmm. and then question. And even sometimes I'll reach out to other people. And that, that was what they were feeling at that, and I, that mm-hmm. exact same time. And it's like, oh, okay, that was yours. That wasn't mine. And it's really uh, interesting as we're opening to all these other abilities, as we are moving to like an energetic vibration where we're all really connected and we're not bound by these constraints of time and space that we were in the past. Well put. And I'm actually going through all those things you listed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have that I have that whole eight-pointed star of our ancestors, the mother, father, husband, wife, brother, son, 
daughter, sister, all those things are kind of going through this uh, purge or purification, I guess, as well as um, all the other past lives and stuff. So it's been a very interesting. I couldn't get in the tachyon chamber enough. I couldn't uh, do enough meditations. Usually if I go in the tachyon chamber for 45 minutes, I'm really feeling good for days, if not a week. Um, I could go, but last week, it's it lasts maybe an hour. <laughs> I don't know what to think about. It's very interesting. I yeah. think to go back and let's start with the talking about the tachyon chamber because of that's course, let's do it. Then people will understand more, you know, what that means for you. Sure. The crystal stair chamber, it's not just a tachyon chamber, it's a healing chamber that we have a, a few modalities, but the tachyon and the way we have it set up is pretty profound. I don't know if, if you're aware, tachyons are basically source energy, but in form. Because, you know, chi or life force is formless and it moves faster than light. Tachyons are the first form of that source energy, but it still moves faster than light. The the amazing thing about tachyons and using it as a healing practice um, or application is the tachyons do not, they don't hold a frequency because they, they move faster than light. There's no gravitational pull to the to the form of it, like like a neutron, which and, and all those cells. Here, let me read this because this is really well said. Just like zero point energy, tachyon energy has no spin, oscillation, or frequency, and is not affected by gravity. The real difference between tachyon energy and zero point energy is that tachyon energy has form. A simple analogy can be seen if one thinks of the ocean in all its vastness. The ocean contains an infinite number of droplets within it, yet like zero-point energy, it is formless. If you were to remove one drop of the ocean, that drop would still contain everything within the ocean, but now it has form. Likewise, tachyon energy contains everything that exists within zero-point energy, but now it has form. So the great aspect of being able to apply this is you can't really harm anybody because it doesn't necessarily have a frequency. It adheres to your body cells and your body's innate blueprint will match a frequency to heal that area of your body, whether it could be an organ or any part of your body or even your aura or your energetic body. So you can't overdo it, which is the great thing about it. Like, you know, herbs or homeopathic medicine, you can take those too much where it can bring an imbalance because they do hold frequency. So tachyons don't hold frequency, even though we were led to believe, you know, that tachyons have high frequency. And I keep hearing people say it has high frequency, but essentially doesn't have frequency. That was the, that's, we're still learning. This is very new information about all this. How new is, how long have, have we known about tachyons? And is this like a scientific or like a physicist term? Or is this kind of a new age term that is not necessarily accepted by science? You know, quantum mechanics, and a lot of science do accept it, they're aware of it. But but for a long time, most of the science basically says we can't measure it, because it moves faster than light, so it doesn't exist. But now that we've had quantum mechanics, and people are starting to explore and, and, and moving past that that ceiling of belief or definition, people are starting to accept tachyons and starting to study them. And, and it's becoming more into a practice. 
the difference too is is so whenever tachyon energy is used on people, animals, plants, they regenerate changes are consistently noted. When energy cells are used directly over a problem area, amazingly quick reduction in symptoms is experienced due to the body's natural utilization of tachyon energy. I again, I'm not that I'm not very scientific about this. I'm more of a on-hands person dealing with people, listening to their issues and and connecting dots for them using my empathic abilities to try to direct them to a matter or bring some information so they have some resources to heal themselves. Uh, I don't really know too much of the science. And honestly, I've been involved with this this facility for about a year. Actually, today is the one-year mark, the 18th. Because when we got, we were activated for the first time today. My first client wasn't until um, March 30th. But at the, you know, a year ago, the manufacturer was telling us that tachyons have high frequency. And now that we've explored more, we're realizing that's not really technically true. Like tachyons don't have frequency, but when they mix with your body with the cells and the frequencies of your body, it will heal it at the highest frequency and the highest state it can, because the body has a innate blueprint to do that. So what got you to start this a year ago? How did you get into this? Oh, wow. Um, well, I've been, you know, are you familiar with Cobra? Um, the manufacturers, Cobra? Sure. So Cobra is a... Um, He's a being, a person here on the planet who's, who's basically a go-between between a Palladian resistance movement and the surface population. I've been listening to him prior to 2012. He has a blog called Portal 2012, and they're the manufacturer. They manufacture these and activate them. They work with the Palladians. This is a Palladian-supported tachyon chamber. Other tachyon chambers don't have that support. They also don't have it linked to a satellite that ports the actual tachyons from space down to us. So is this, you know, so the Pleiadians are star beings. Is this a technology coming from them originally? Or are they just one of the groups that work with it? The, the plans, I think, were downloaded by somebody in the Pleiadian, through the Pleiadians. So it is a Palladian technology and, and supported by it. I don't know necessarily if every aspect of the chamber is all Palladian. I know there's a lot of stuff in there that they don't tell us what it does. Um, it's a lot of geometric shapes, patterns underneath the bed. They just won't tell you what, to do, what, what exactly each part does. So you mentioned the Palladian resistance group. Can you yes. tell us what that is and what that's all about? Palladian resistance group, according to what I've heard, and I, I could be wrong about any of this stuff, what Cobra says is it's a group that's in a higher density, they're underground, and they're here to assist with this whole transition and uh, removing all the primary anomaly, which is a lot of this dark, you know, the planet's been kind of um, hijacked, you know, its, pr- its process of ascension has been hijacked, and so we have a lot of these light forces groups like the Palladian resistance movement here to assist removing these, these blockages, I guess you could say. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So it kind of aligns with some of the stuff that I've read. I've actually read a lot of uh, like alien abduction and UFO books. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in one of them, I, I specifically remember 
the beings telling the humans that there was another group of beings living on earth, but they were subterranean, they were underground and they were actually um, positive beings that were trying to help us. And, yeah. you know, maybe this is the same group that you're referring to now. Well, there's, um, there's a lot, there's just as much below as there is above. <laughs> and so there's a lot of groups and it gets really complicated. I guess you could say it's above my pay grade understanding or understanding what how they exist in a higher frequency but uh, surrounded by a planet in a lower frequency and and how they operate or, or come and go there's so many variables about that but cobra's been he's traveled the world he's done a lot of group meditations and put together and has always brought a lot of information and he's always held a what i feel a consistent and pragmatic view geopolitically and what we need to do energetically and spiritually, and I, I've, when I found out that there was a tachyon chamber in Texas, whew, I just jumped for joy. I've been waiting seven years for that to get near me. There weren't that many, you know, seven plus years ago in the world. There's quite a bit now. Back to the original question, that's how I got started. So one day I was on his website on the portal, uh, Portal 2012 website, and I, I just clicked on tachyon chambers and saw the list. There was one in Georgetown, which is just 45 minutes um, north of me, and I, I took off. I called the owner and said I was coming up there. She was closed, but said, if you want to stop by and talk, come on up, and I drove up there. My, my guidance said, get up there, and we really, um, we really hit it off. Her name's Kay Devlo. She's been very much involved with Cobra and the Tachyon Chambers. She's actually set up two in France, one in Great Britain, one in Thailand, one in Mount Shasta. I'm helping her. She's setting up one right now in Pacific Palisades in Los Angeles. Some of these are used for healing. Some are just used to balance the grid of the planet. So what was uh, your initial experience the first time, you know, or first times maybe that you tried this tachyon chamber? Well, yeah. So the first time I we went to Kay's house, because she was the only one with the, with the chamber, it was closed. And then we made appointments. Of course, that was 2019. And then 2020, we all know what happened there in the beginning. And so that kind of closed her down. I really didn't even get in there till November 2020. Long story short, we really hit it off. She's the one who set me up here. I, I thought we were I was going to assist her and run this with her. But once we had it all set up, she just basically said, this is yours. I'm gifting it to you. Do what you can. And so I've always been trying to keep with that gift as keeping this a donation service, a no-fee service. That's kind of the story how I got started with this. So when you when when I was there, because I went and had a session in, in the chamber, and it was pretty interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, I noticed that there were some other people there who were from Houston. They were, that's pretty far. And, you know, that's a, that's a good drive. Do you normally get that of people coming from far distances to have a session in it? That's an interesting point. I've had actually people from Mexico come up here. I've had people from Arkansas, even Colorado, when there is a tachyon chamber in Colorado. We've had people in other states, California visiting. I don't know. I've, I've talked to them. I think it's usually word of mouth and guidance. I don't do any marketing. I don't do any advertising. This is on top of my full-time job and my full-time work. So uh, I, I really 
haven't had time to make this into a full-time job yet? Well, I think um, after hearing this podcast, there'll be more people coming from other places. And that's Probably. how we heard about also um, word of mouth because um, so like I host this Austin Spiritual Awakening um, meetup group and it was one of the members there that had mentioned it and her experience and she had said that she when she went into it, she just like burst into tears like she felt some you know, heavy emotions coming up to clear. And that's kind of what piqued my interest. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me try that. So, um, so yeah, you're not doing like big marketing or promotion. It's really like energetic and word of mouth that people will find out about it, but it'll be interesting after um, this podcast comes out <laughs> to see how many, you know, other people might uh, suddenly want to try it out. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, you know, on, on that same note, have people reported to you any unusual experiences that they've had? Are there any stories like that that you could share with us? Oh, many stories, many, many, many stories. So we had, um, well, since I've been open since March, my first client was March 30th. We've opened, let's see, uh, an attacking on chamber in Corpus Christi. There's one in Katy, Texas and uh, a private residence over in Barton Creek. The, the people who opened in Katy, Texas, they brought their mother. It was a family, a uh, husband and wife and their mother. She had Parkinson's disease, or she still probably has it. But, it, you know, Parkinson's disease is pressure. They really enjoyed the process and, and meeting me. And when they did her blood pressure, when they got home, her blood pressure was around 190-200. It was down to 124. And they immediately purchased one of these. Um, it's been in their house. They, their whole, all their whole lives have changed. Uh, they used to be musicians for a Catholic church. They've left that. And um, last time I spoke to them last August, they're seeing beings creaking around in the house. They're communicating with them. Their dogs had a lot of um, skin issues and lost fur. It's all come back. There's uh, just a dramatic change has happened with them. And since you've been doing it for a year, then um, has this past year for you been kind of radically different or shifting compared to the years prior? Oh, absolutely. You're doing it like every day or every other day, whereas other people, you know, might do it once, you know, in their lifetime or something. Sure. Well, you know, when I first started, I was not doing that much. I was just so busy. I get so busy doing my real estate and then this on top of it, and then trying to get the business established in the website and, the scheduling just, um, it really uh, takes up a lot of my time, unfortunately. This has been the most dramatic year I've had for the last two years. So it's been fantastic. I, I would say it's very profound. And there's been, I've met so many wonderful people. And that's been the best part of it all. Yeah, kind of like this podcast. That's right. <laughs> Occasionally, I feel a strong connection to Pleiadians in general. Mm -hmm. For whatever mm -hmm. reason, I've even been drawn to a lot of you know, books about them. And, um, and, and when I read them, I feel a strong, you know, like I resonate with that material a lot. And mm -hmm. I feel like I, I like their ideals or what, what's described as their ideals match with mine very closely. And so uh, when I was there, I did actually feel like I was in communication with someone or some group and they were, sort of explaining to me that they, they couldn't really tell me about what the technology was or even what it was doing. And because <laughs> I didn't want, 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I did want it to know, and but they said that you know it was it's good, it's positive, and and all that, but there was something more important that needed to happen while I was there. And so they kind of left and then this presence came into the room and, and, um, and this all happened within about 45 minutes. I don't think the Mm -hmm. session is very long, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, this presence that entered the room was myself was, it was a greater part of myself and it was so it was just a really strong feeling of like compassion and and love and, and just kindness towards myself and which I don't experience a lot in my everyday life. And so this was a really strong feeling and I could tell that it was a huge presence bigger than the room. It was enormous. And then it sort of like knelt next to me. (laughs) I don't know how to describe that because it was so big, but it was just like kneeling next to me. And then I could see in my mind where it pulled something out of my chest, right? And it looked like a, like kind of like a black rock, Mm. but it was big. And I was like, wow, that, I don't know how that fit in my side of me, but (laughs) it pulls it out. And then it like did something to it. And then it showed it to me and it looked like a huge emerald, like a huge Mm. stone. And it was, had all these different facets and it wasn't like, symmetrical or anything it was like a rock but you know it was super shiny and 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 clear and bright Mm -hmm. and it was bright green and then it put it back into me and then it said there you go it said that's what it was like when you were a child and it's and then it was and then that was it and then it kind of like left the room and I was like just left with this feeling in, in my chest and um yeah, it was a really powerful experience. It was pretty awesome, actually. And then the session just, yeah, and the session kind of ended after that. So, yeah. Wow. Well, um, <laughs> you know, I, I I didn't mention this before, but every all these tachyon chambers they use the Sintamani stone in the middle. These Sintamani stones, um, if you've heard of them, or I don't know if I mentioned before, they're they look kind of like a volcanic black rock, and they're pretty important they're underneath the bed there's all these geometric shapes these uh quartz crystals in there but there's a sintamani stone in the middle and we even plant these sintamani stones in various areas to help the energy grow these sintamani stones are from what we're told anchors an angel you have to have a certain amount of weight or certain amount of size but it anchors an angel to that area the tachyon chamber anchors an angel to this area and it does affect i think like out the 30 miles it has effects on the, the the areas that you put a tachyon chamber. I don't know if the Sintamani stones by themselves have that large of an area that they affect, but um, just like that family I told you who purchased the tachyon chamber, they they saw these very tall beings, you know, right behind me over the right walking through, even going out into the reception room. They've seen some very tall, you know, pa- I think they were up past the ceiling, so more taller than nine feet. And one of the guys, he, he spoke to them. And they had a really profound experience as well. So it could be that angel you're talking to. And since we're all one and the same, it could be yourself as an experienced, you know, incarnated angel. I've heard most of us are incarnated masters and angels here. Only the strongest are supposed to be here at this time to do this job. When you were saying that some people 
have them in their homes just to anchor part of the grid. That's what you meant is like, even if you don't use it on people per se, just having it there is anchoring like an angel in a certain frequency that affects that area of the world that it's in. Well, I had, I had an experience where, and this was after I did a lot of blessing. I was really working on other people and I didn't, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but you know, the tagging on chamber, at least for me, I'm starting to discover that it's it's a profound gift and tool that we could use. The, the healing is just another great byproduct of it. But I've been working on people from a distance. So I'm sending them healing and tacking on energy while I'm in the chamber. And I've noticed a dramatic change. I have a, an aunt in New Orleans who did not, she, she hasn't spoken to um, my my family for a while. She didn't answer the door, doesn't answer the phone. We, we thought she could be dead for all we know. Uh, we had social services check on her. Nobody answered. So I went in the chamber for about 30 minutes working on her, healing her, you know, just kind of giving her a big energetic hug and just bringing light to her house and surrounding her. 30 minutes later, she called my mom. So I, I've worked on relationships, all sorts of things in that chamber. Wow, that's incredible. Just to think of all the ways that, you know, so as a Reiki master, I'm like, oh, because, you know, we send distance healing, not just, you know, so we send distance healing to people who are not near us, but also you can send in the past and in the future. So you could be in that tachyon chamber, healing your ancestors or your past life self, or, you know, that crazy day that you have scheduled, you know, on Friday or something like that. So there seems, you know, there's like limitless applications of what you could do there with it. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, there is a wormhole. They have to activate an actual wormhole to port the tachyons from space down here. So they're not diminished or distorted in any way. The, you know, our gravitational pull and, and the atmosphere can and does diminish the tachyons. Um, most there's lots of stories of astronauts who felt tachyons in space. That wormhole, it, it it really makes it very potent, very powerful. There's other tachyon chambers. I don't know if you've heard of them or used them. There's a chair, and they have a pyramid on the ceiling, and they use more like tachyonized products in there. They have tachyon wands, they have tachyon necklaces, and then you're getting the effects of those. But we're actually porting them from a satellite down to this chamber. That's where I was talking about the activation process. Our initial activation process is $1,200 because it, that's where most of the money goes is, is, is involved with the, the Genesis space station and their oscillating crystal up there that, that ports all these tachyons down here. So, you know, the one that you have, we, you have to lay down and you get under it, right? And so I'm wondering if, it's possible to build one that's, you know, substantially larger so that you could have it like maybe the size of a room and that you could just walk into. Is mm -hmm. it like a proportion thing or does it have to be a specific size? I think it's supposed to be a specific size because they've, I've been told they were making these since 2003. And the only really dramatic change they've made is that crystal at the top that always seems to fall out or gets bumped. They made it smaller and it's more into a, a rectangle shape. So it stays in place, even if it does get bumped better. Before it would fall out because it was larger or, or not fitting in there as well. Um, so there must be a, a vital importance of the distance you are from the ground or the plate underneath you. There's a 
huge plate underneath there that it took three huge guys to pick up. I mean, that's the cost was the shipping actually, because I don't know if it's lead or quartz crystal. It's got to be three or 500 pounds. Okay. So it's, it's a very specific uh, design then. Correct. Correct. Because uh, trust me, you know, Kay and I have mentioned many times we talk to them almost weekly and she does a lot of work with them, getting, giving them, getting them, finding them stones to tachyonize. They tachyonize stones too. The process of tachyonized stones, these Sintamani stones, it really supercharges any type of crystal or stone. Yeah. To tachyonize. I was wondering like, if you, you know, is it like powered by human beings or like, do you, have you tried putting like a plant in there? Or like you said, like a crystal or different things um, or food or something, a plate of food, and then like eating it and seeing if you feel different. I, I don't know. Have you experimented with that at all? Or I definitely bring Sintamani stones with me in there. And I have a little bag full of them and I put them on various areas of my body that I want to work on. Um, I've allowed other clients to bring their crystals in there. We don't really want to deal with organ or other kind of energy blocking materials. Obviously, devices or cameras are not allowed at all. Posters, not even images or pictures are allowed in there. Mm-hmm. I put some soundboards on the wall just recently and I had to reactivate it for doing just that. They can even tell by the satellite what percentage it's out of whack. Like if it's off a little bit, they could tell you it's only 79% or 87%. Usually when it gets down to about 80, you want to get it reactivated. You pay the 350 or so and they reactivate it. So the company that makes this has satellites that are monitoring it. Is that what you're saying? They, um, they own the Genesis space station. So, and then it has an oscillating crystal in there that ports the tachyons through a wormhole. And that's what Cobra and they have to do. When I activate it, they're activating a wormhole from the tachyon chamber all the way to that space station. You mean to tell me that somebody actually launched a satellite into space in real life and there is a crystal up there that's inside the satellite then orbiting the planet Earth right now? Correct. That's what they're telling us. Okay. Because yeah. I mean, it's, it, that's, it seems like an incredible cost, you know, like some, someone must have had to pay up, you know, dearly I, for that. I'm thinking of the movie contact, right. With that, um, <laughs> like, that billionaire crazy guy that's like orbiting around. <laughs> like it's it, like when we're talking like this, it's very like futuristic sounding like star Wars or things like this. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, one time I was in there, I had my eyes closed. And I thought I saw the inside of like a satellite or a, a space station. I was seeing the kind of the octagon, the metal doors and you know, just some light shapes that seemed like I was seeing through the wormhole up there with my eyes closed. It was really, really interesting. But yeah, that's, that's a lot of the cost goes to that. You know, when I first opened up the tachyon chamber and just saw this plate and a little twin size bed in this pyramid, I was thinking, geez, that was $30,000. How's that possible? Um, but again, that plate is so heavy. And if you really think about it, the amount it costs to ship that amount of weight from Romania, that's where it's its made, I think Slovenia actually, or Romania, the cost to ship it here and then the cost to hook it up to a satellite and the cost to put that satellite up. I'm sure the satellite's used for other purposes besides just these tagging, but it, it could be just this because it's a, it's a global project. And these tachyon chambers will help balance the whole grid and help 
the process from the solar flashes or solar waves, these energy waves that are coming in here, it's going to soften that process for humanity. So, so all the ones that you're putting in Texas, we're, we're really set up in a good spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and that's what's great. So that they stretch out, you know, you have one in Georgetown, you have a mine here in North Austin, and now there's one in Bart Creek. Um, I'm talking to some people who might open one up there in Lakeway as well. So we're definitely setting a good grid up here in the Austin area for us. And the goal is to get it as many anywhere, everywhere. I've talked to some people in Colombia that want to set up one. There's none in, in, in South America. So that'd be a great place to put one. Yeah, this is super interesting because it's like, you know, this whole little subculture of people with their tachyon chambers going on and I never even knew about it. Are they all like hooked up with this Cobra guy? Is that where everyone's finding their information from? Or are they, do they have their own little groups and, or how does that work? Well, so this, the, my facility here and case and all the ones that I'm, I've been talking about are associated with Cobra and his tachyon gene. It's their design. They're the manufacturer. They're the ones who activated it. So anything else, you can go to websites that says you can Google tachyon chamber and you'll see pictures of inside the chamber with a chair and a pyramid. And again, we're not allowed to take any pictures. So that's how you'll know the difference. I have not tried the other ones. I've had some clients try both. It's, you know, everybody comes in here, they're a little surprised how kind of profound and interesting it is. I remember I asked you this when I was there, but I can't remember what your answer was. Since there's a bunch of people with these chambers around the world, have is there anyone that's kind of created like a world peace meditation where everyone gets in their tachyon chamber and all meditates um, to create peace in the world or something like that? Well, yeah, Cobra has meditations. He He's really big on these global meditations to, you know, there's his latest ones to help uh, the, the Ukraine war that's going on. Um, there's always, he gets a lot of intel from his resistance movement, the Palladians who work with the, the militaries of the planet, sometimes together, sometimes not, you know, higher frequency, they have their perspective. And of course, our military has their perspective. So there's sometimes at odds, but there hasn't been, you know, a, a tachyon tr- owner group, you know, to get together. I've mentioned other tachyon o- to other owners to get in, let's meditate together. We can all do that in, in Cobra's group meditations. He, he really promotes that. We love mass meditation website. They have so many meditations that they do. He's really big on that. So I was talking to you when I was there for my session, and I remember you had some interesting views on, you know, what's going on in the world right now. And, you know, maybe you could share some of that with us. Like, what do you think is happening right now as far as like all this you know, spiritual shift that's happening and just the, you know, all the transformations that seem to be happening more and more rapidly as, as we progress through this decade. And uh, even earlier, you mentioned that, you know, the sun is having some reactions and that these chambers actually help, you know, mitigate the damage from that. And, you know, I'm interested to hear what you think about, you know, everything that is going on right now. Oh, there's a lot going on. It's, it's hard to keep up. I'm being more guided these days to not keep up with it and just try to be more present instead of planning. So many things have happened. The, the whole COVID lockdown really gave people a time out energetically to get off the hamster wheel of their nine to five jobs and start assessing their lives. 
a lot of times we're all checking boxes and we've got our heads down. I see a lot of the children in the public schools that are just learning memorization of tests. And they're not really, it's not a higher learning. Um, you know, you'll forget it. If, you're, if it's memorization, you'll just forget it by the time they hit college. So it's, it's a lot of it's programming them to just keep your head down and be a, you know, a good worker, so to speak. I'm, I'm putting that nicely. We, so we've seen a huge awakening. The people I've had people that have come in this chamber, uh, this facility, that would never step foot in here. This is all too woo-woo for them. And, and then they're sitting on my couch in the reception, and they're feeling the energy from the chamber, and they're seeing colors and beings walking around all over the place. So we've seen a dramatic change in that. Um, what's coming up now, what we're experiencing now, is, is the financial system. We're seeing that change. We're seeing... Just here in Austin, there's so many Wells Fargo banks that have, have closed down. Uh, I have a friend who stopped in HSBC, or um, and they're reorganizing all their banks into financial centers. Because um, from what I'm hearing is the banks are going to the wayside. We, we're going to become our own banks, or there'll be a secure enough system that we can just hold the money on our phone or on a digital wallet, and it'll be okay. So a lot of these banks are reorganizing, and they're converting into financial services instead of banking. And we're in the middle of that, actually. We're, we're seeing that. It could, it, could, it could go on for the rest of this year, or it could happen today or tomorrow as far as publicly. But um, they're all trying to make everything more asset back and get a hold on the um, you know, inflation. Inflation is kind of a tax on humanity that people are not aware of. You know, Everybody complains about paying taxes, but when you see you know, just our food, you know, if you're paying... $23 for a sandwich and french fries and no drink, it's, it's, um, that's, that's an issue. So we're seeing right now is, is we're seeing the pain from our choices. You know what I mean? And it, it's hopefully going to wake enough people up. And um, they're going to, they should switch all this out. It's going to be, I think a lot of this stuff's being done in the background. Because if it was in the foreground, it could create too much turbulence. And it's, it's about the collective consciousness of humanity, keep being as calm as, as possible to make this a very smooth and graceful transition. What were some of the things that you've done to prepare for that? Oh, wow. Um, you, you know, I've had a lot of uh, people come in and talk about prepping. I actually was a prepper back in 2011. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't really do it. I, I might buy a little extra food. There's really the best thing to prepare yourself is just to let is learn to let go, not to hold on to things. You know, we're we're seeing a crumbling of everything that doesn't serve our highest and best right now. We've really created layers and fractals of ourselves and our definitions of ourselves and our expectations of ourselves, and all those are are not true. Or they're not authentic. So they're going to start crumbling if not already crumbling. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, it's funny that you said that, you know, it's important for us to start learning how to let go of things. And I think that's been a really big theme for a lot of people, you know, right now, especially. And uh, I even found myself like, actually thinking a lot about that in my meditations this past week, you know, how we hold on to things like we hold on to these memories and even experiences that weren't great and we've learned mm -hmm. from them and we need to move on and we still hold on to them. It's like almost like 
we do it collectively too. You know, we hold on to these collective experiences that have been painful and, you know, traumatic for us. And it's time to let go. It really is. It's time to move forward and and Mm -hmm. understand that we got what we needed from that and it's a new day. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely an interesting time. I'm also curious about what you you mentioned earlier this Pleiadian resistance and I, I keep going back to it because it's kind of funny to me so you're saying that they're in communication with militaries around the world is this like a a real thing because you know there's a lot of these kind of stories that have I've heard of pretty much my whole life where mm-hmm. you know our military supposedly has technology that we don't know about and they're in contact with beings that we don't know about and what do you think about all that well yes our, our military um who which president dropped the the bomb again i was it um eisenhower i forget uh, no it wasn't eisenhower i don't know I'm, I'm like the worst historian don't ask me well um so he they the um i think they were from venus was the story and they came and said you know uh, many many star civilizations came here and said look We'll give you some of this technology, but you have to have peace. And um, our, our government turned them down. They made they made deals with um, other space beings who weren't so nice. They were, you know, more of the, uh, should we call them just reptilian or Draco types? So as a result of that, you, you've seen what happens. It's just nonstop war. We have a perpetual war. I mean, 9-11... Was how long ago? It's it's they it's always been a perpetual war. That's what they want. It's war. It's competition. It's um, survival of the fittest. That's 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 the energy. And then our our leaders chose that path for us. But you know, we it's easy to blame one person or point the finger. But we're all as a collective really to blame. We're all involved. You know. Uh, I, I don't even really adhere to this, you know, Federation of Light because that still seems it's, it's biased because it's only about the light. When if the universe is, is everything, it's light and dark, you know, it's the all. So the Pleiadians, um, the, they have their hands in so much here on this earth. They've been more involved out of all the star families that have been in, involved with the earth because the earth is a living library. All these star systems have, have brought representatives and plants and uh, I, I, from what I've heard the whole planet was a really originally a water world so they terraformed it they brought in all these trees there used to be a lot more oxygen trees used to be gigantic that the uh, devil's tower ago like how long ago are we talking well that's the thing like I mean year? like yeah in our timeline I mean there's there's so many timelines there's timelines that they play with and densities you know, we've all been reincarnating in various uh, positions, you know, whether it's a, you know, you can reincarnate as the parent or the son or the father, the daughter, the sister, you know, um, the enemy, the lover. There's all these positions we've all held through incarnation for eons. This has been going on for eons, but not until like, you know, I would say the last 200 years, maybe. Did we start really getting a lot more of these, um, the star seeds started incarnating here to help bring more light quota to the planet? Because, you know, if you really look at it, and this is what tachyon energy really helps because it's life, it's life force energy. 
is is humanity is always our, we're, we're bred to be consumers so we're always needing something we don't there's not enough nutrition in the food not enough oxygen in the air so we're always striving and wanting and always working for that because that's 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 how they engineered us to be slaves and workers and so what we're trying to do is bring more light more more light quota to the planet to get it up to a high enough quota of frequency and then hopefully this flash or some tesla technology that they're all putting together i've heard will do this bell ringing frequency and jump us up to another octave to hopefully 5d and then lock that in which will probably flush out a lot of the really really low frequency you know npcs or beings that are not really without a soul that i've heard about when you say tesla you're talking coming from the man tesla you're not talking um eon Musk. nicola nicola yeah. tesla yeah yes. <laughs> Yeah, there's a story, you know, of the 144,000 angels, and they've all reincarnated themselves or, or fractured or fractaled themselves by duplicating, having children. And so that diminished and made everything more diminished in, in balance or form. And that's why we're always striving for it. The Tesla, the, is what I've heard, there's a Jetson White was mentioning this, and he has a YouTube channel. And he was talking about how they were using the 144,000 angels that were supposed to resonate bells and frequency and help us do this whole ascension. That's part of the, the original plan. But because it's been hijacked and because they were worried about them being taken hostage, they've used a workaround with these Tesla technologies to use these bell towers to, to take place of those individuals. Um, it, it's so many wild stories. And, and I've been just in the past year, you know, I, I, I've been hearing about how there's this lost history of Earth, that it could be we're just in a small area, that we're really on a much larger planet. And there's much there's huge other continents still on the planet that we're not aware of because it's Antarctica is just an ice wall that's around us. You know, that's that's the flat earthers. Um, but then yet, you know, here I am supporting a facility that has a satellite in space. There, there's so many different stories. I don't know which one to believe. I, I just know that they're all possible with every timeline, every density, every possibility that it's an infinite universe. So you have yeah. to honor them. I like to, yeah, exactly. It could be overwhelming because you can go down deep into these, you know, all these rabbit mm. holes and then no you're kidding. like, Oh, what, you know, what do I believe? And so I, um, yeah, like you, I, I try to just kind of follow my own intuition and mm -hmm. um, what's showing up for me. And I leave space for like, you know, in my mind, <laughs> for all of these things to be possible, like versus, you know, rigidly getting set like, oh, this is the way it is. I'm like, oh, maybe that is how it is. And well, I guess we'll see. It seems like um, it seems possible in our lifetime that we can have these kinds of answers because everything is shifting and unraveling at kind of warp speed now. And maybe, mm -hmm. and with these technologies coming in, I think that things can shift even more. So it'd be interesting even five years from now, but definitely 10 years from now, you know, where we'll be at and what will be disclosed, you know, as far as all of this kind of the star beings and, and this technology and our ancient history. I think all of that could really open up. I mean, me personally, I do think that a lot has been hidden from us and it, we're in a time when it's going to become more known whether that's outwardly gets disclosed to us or just from so many of us awakening that we recall our kind of ancient memory around it i'm curious if you do you consider yourself to be a star seed 
Oh, yes, definitely. Which, uh, are Pleiadian or, or something Lyran. else? Oh, okay. Lyran, yeah. Which, again, is, is Pleiadian. The Lyrans were attacked by the Dracos um, eons ago. And they, because of their, their high frequency, they didn't have any defense, really. They didn't even, they couldn't fathom that somebody would do those things. And a lot of, they populate a lot of the Pleiades and other star systems as well. Mm. Um, but most people like us who are aware and, and fairly awake are star seeds. You know, we were, uh, I've been seeing between the lines since I was a kid. And, um, you know, triggering people as well with the truth. <laughs> so, um, that's just been part of the process of most star seeds here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I, I want to go back just for a minute about what you were saying, Tiana, about keeping an open mind, basically about all these different things about what could be going on, what we're experiencing. And I think that's super important right now because I think each and every day we're finding out that this place that we're experiencing right now is a lot weirder than we ever <laughs> could have imagined, right? Because so, yes. so yeah, so what our minds are comprehending as what's happening around us is almost certainly not the whole story. So yeah, I think that's important for us to always keep an open mind about things and and not be so critical when others come up with these seemingly crazy ideas because there probably is a nugget of truth in each and every one of them so uh yeah i i don't uh i don't tend to be one of those who are uh in the criticizing camp because i've been proven wrong so many times in my life i know that you know this this experience we're having right now is way weirder than we even know but i do that's what's wonderful is your higher self kind of taught you you get proven wrong it's your higher self saying hey look at you 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 put a limit on yourself by having this definition or judgment and we're showing you that you don't have to have limits it's wonderful right it is wonderful yeah and i like what you said about the beings coming in and the meeting this light quota because <laughs> it resonates mm. with me really strongly what i think of is like a, a fluorescent light bulb you know they say how it works is when a certain number of electrons in the bulb are excited to a point, mm -hmm. that's when it flips on. They all trigger at the same time, but it mm -hmm. just takes mm -hmm. a few of them to get to that point, and then they trigger all the rest of them. And so I kind of see us like that, you know? There's a few mm -hmm. of us that have to kind of do what we can to trigger everyone else, and then all of a sudden we'll all be lit up, you know? Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, that was part of the plan was bring more here and they're right now i think to bring more of the christ consciousness beings are coming on so that's really going to do the the one two punch that's really going to get us up and hopefully out of this you know war mongering you know society hopefully kind what you said about rigid really important too because i was listening do you know do you two know jason estes he's, he's just up there in Louisville, outside of dallas no he has a YouTube channel, too. Wow, he has some really good information. He did a good person interview, too. He talks about how we have our grace, which is our connection to source. And it has everything we need, all our guidance, all everything we need. And a limit or a definition or a, um, a judgment 
or criticism, you know, more self than on others, but it creates a ridge. And so that grace gets refracted off. It's not all fully getting down there. And that purification process right now is trying to remove these ridges. We're being shown all these shadows of our, of our multiple selves and, and thought forms and everything, both micro and macro in the world. And we're, we're going to release those parts so we can get those ridges removed and getting more of that grace and energy coming down through us. And then that will just set us all off, hopefully. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, time flew by, and our, Shoot, I can't believe it. I actually. know it's already an hour, and went into uh, no space. I know time. I didn't even mention. You know, we have that light mandala too here. You know, it's funny because everybody's all about the tachyon, and, and you know, you, you, when I mention we're hooked up to a satellite and there's a wormhole, it, it's it gets pretty. It always people's ears and eyes perk up usually. Um, oh, one other thing I didn't tell you, so. The, you know, the intentions of this tachyon chamber, like I said, it's a tool, you know, you're, you're dealing with particles that are moving faster than light, you're in a wormhole. So sending out energy, and even commands or thought forms through there is really profound, you can really work on people and situations and heal them, even places. I've done it and seen it firsthand. Um, it's pretty profound. Yes, I, I love that. And I love that the limitless applications for it. So can you tell our, yeah, I was just going to say real quickly, could you tell our listeners where they can find more information about it and you and uh, how to get in touch with you if they want to do that? Sure. We're located in North Austin at 111 West Anderson Lane. Uh, but the website is crystalstairchamber.org, crystalstairchamber.org. And that just has all the information about the modalities we use here at this facility. It'll have the directions and some background. I even have a blog on there. I just post things that I feel that might be useful to the awakened people to help us through all this transition. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for taking the well, time. Thank you. It's, it's, yeah. hey, it's been an honor and such a joy to co-create with both of you today. And um, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Illusion. I'd like to say thank you very much to Taylor Hatch for taking the time to talk with us and for sharing his gifts and knowledge with us. If you'd like to learn more about Taylor or the Crystal Stair Chamber, you can find him online at crystalstairchamber.org. And that's stair spelled S-T-A-I-R. Before we go, I'd like to say thank you to Tiana Roser for all the work she does to keep this podcast going. I'd also like to thank Casey Henson for providing the music we use. For more information about us or to access past episodes, please visit our website, beyondtheillusionpodcast.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a rating for us. This will help other people find us. Take care. Take care.